0: Welcome to Farm Food Facts. I'm your host, Phil Lempert. This is a very important time for our food supply. No one, from farmers and ranchers, to supermarket leaders, to the consumer, can dispute how important agriculture and the universal support of agriculture is right now. Today's episode focuses on the Herculean efforts of two states, Maryland and California, and the farmers who make those states great Through the USFRA's Decade of Ag effort, through Earth Day, and the public-private partnerships, which are all focused on the future of sustainable agriculture. This is an episode of Farm Food Facts that will open your eyes and empower you, and one you will probably listen to over and over again, and hopefully share with others. First, let's head over to Maryland. Joseph Bartonfelder is Maryland's Secretary of Agriculture since March, 2015. He grew up on a farm and has been a farmer and small businessman since graduating college. His family sells produce at the Baltimore City Farmers Market and wholesale raises poultry and grows wheat, beans and corn. They've been farming its original Baltimore County farmstead since 1903. I can think of no one better to serve as secretary of agriculture. He lives it. With him, our friend and past chair of the U.S. Farmers and Ranchers in Action, Chip Bowling, who needs no introduction, but I still will. Chip farms on his third generation family farm in Newburgh, Maryland, growing over 1600 acres of grain crops. I've been on Chip's family farm and all I can say is, wow. Now, to be honest with you, I keep asking him to let me build a house there and move there. (laughs) But he insists that I'm going to have to start by feeding those chickens that are at the entranceway to the farm. And I'm not going to do that. (laughs) Chip is one of our nation's most effective advocate for our industry, whether it's on Capitol Hill or on a stranger's farm. Chip shares his knowledge and his insights in a way that no other leader can. Mr. Secretary Chip, welcome to farm food facts
1: thank you phil good
0: to be here with you thank you phil thank you so and this question to both of you we often say that this next decade matters most for the sector you're both clear leaders in action what does this mean for the state of maryland mr secretary why don't you go first
1: thanks phil and and you know when you did uh chip's introduction even though you didn't need one. You hit, hit on a couple important facts you know, from Maryland. When a lot of people around the country think about Maryland being such a small state, uh, they really don't think about it being uh, such a leader in agriculture. And it, it really is. Uh, we're, we're diverse in agriculture from the West all the way through the Eastern Shore. And when you talk about national leaders in agriculture, we have two of them right here in our state. In Chip Bowling and Chip Council, and um, you know they've done such an excellent job in bringing Maryland to the forefront and helping the entire country as far as uh, international trade and where our products go. So, uh, with with that being said, the next decade in agriculture uh, is is really uh, important for a safe and affordable. Uh, food supply and, and to keep it going, and as we talked a little earlier before the meeting started, I think this past year with the pandemic that we've gone through really emphasizes the importance and zeroes in on what sustainable agriculture uh, really is. So uh, I'll pass it over. Let Chip point in.
0: Yeah, but before you before Chip, you start, uh, Mr. Secretary, isn't agriculture the number
1: one industry in Maryland? Oh, it absolutely is. And I'm glad you recognize that. I, I talk about that uh, where wherever I go, and and I look at people's faces, and they're in complete astonishment. Right. Uh, and and you know, it, if if you would take agriculture off the shore or out of Southern Maryland, uh, I'm afraid we would uh, we would look like a a deplete. You'd have a depleted economy. <laughs>
0: So, Chip, what does this vision mean for you as a farmer?
2: So, yeah, if I, if I could agree that Secretary Bartonfelder, all of all his points, he hit spot on uh, for me as a Maryland farmer and for other Maryland farmers. And it's funny that you mentioned Chip Council because they call us the two Chips when Chip arrived. We're at the same meeting uh, promoting agriculture, not just in Maryland, but around the world. And thanks, Mr. Secretary, for acknowledging that. Uh, And so, Phil, for us, you know, here in Maryland, we've been working on decades of ag for decades. Uh, We have had to, since 1998, uh, with the Chesapeake Bay mandate, we're using the nutrient management plan. And every farmer in the state of Maryland has a nutrient management plan. And we're now using that data and that knowledge to have the consumer and the rest of the Maryland residents understand that Maryland agriculture is helping with water quality it is helping with air quality we're using fertilizers and chemicals like they're supposed to be used and they're finding out that maryland agriculture was not a detriment to the bay like they thought it was we're actually helping uh clean up the chesapeake bay and uh so those decades keep rolling rolling over for us all the time the next decade of agriculture you know quite frankly is important because of climate change is at the top of the list with everybody's uh, at top of mind for everybody. Uh, and with the new administration coming on, they've made it at the top of their list uh, to address climate change. And quite frankly, the state of Maryland under Secretary Barton Felder's leadership and our governor, uh, we have a climate task force that's been in uh, up for a couple of years now, if I'm not mistaken. So we we understand that climate and soil health and responsibility as a, as a farmer and a landowner uh, is at the top of the list for every Maryland farmer.
0: So, Chip, when you look at everything that's going on um, in Maryland at the state level, those sustainable ag initiatives that you mentioned, which one are you the most excited
2: about? Well, I don't know if excited is the right way because no one wants to. Uh, the nutrient management plan, quite frankly, has made me a better farmer. Um, it helps me save money on inputs that I don't quite frankly don't need. Um, but most farmers are not excited to do that. Uh, it's mandatory. If without a plan, we can't farm. We can't buy fertilizer. So no one gets excited over that. But I think that they'll, most farmers will agree with me that it's made, made us better farmers. It's made us better stewards of the land. And quite frankly, it's, it's saved us money on inputs because we're not putting products out there that we don't need.
0: Uh, Mr. Secretary, um, how are you and and the department helping to empower farmers and ranchers um, to be true change agent, climate heroes? I mean, everything that that Chip has said, um, you know, has been mandated. Here's what you've got to do. I said the word excitement. uh, Chip changed that word that, you know, it's not exciting, but, but it's good. But it's good. So how do you empower these farmers and ranchers that for decades, for generations, such as Chip's family, have been doing it one way. And now you're saying, whoa, hold on. You got to change the way you're doing it.
1: Well, Chip, Chip mentioned the nutrient management plan. Uh, we have plan writers on staff and uh, offices all across the state to help farmers do their nutrient management plans. But our MAX office, which is the Maryland Agriculture Cost Share Program, Uh, We've got some initiatives going uh, that are coming on board this year that's going to be really important for agriculture, really important for Maryland farmers. And uh, one of those um, that that will be um, up and running later this year will be uh, part of our manure storage buildings on farms that can receive poultry manure. And I see Chip is shaking his head because it's something that he talked to me about probably five, six years ago when I came on as secretary. And that is in southern Maryland, they need and are looking for to be able to use poultry manure uh, and at spots in the, on the eastern shore. It's not needed. So the transport of that to those farms and they'll be able to store it in manure storage sheds then on their farms and then need it and apply it. At the right time of the year. So that's an important, important step to help farmers and help the Chesapeake Bay. And just on that note, one of the things, you know, the farmers uh, are the first stewards of the land. I also like to look at it as they're stewards of the bay too, because we have many, many farmers who farm on the Eastern shore, but they're also watermen too. And so they rely as much on the Chesapeake Bay. And the products that they get from there, as they do from their land
2: so so phil, Phil, if I could add, Secretary made a couple of good points there. Um, even though that nutrient management plan is mandatory, Maryland Department of Agriculture partners with farmers. it's It's not like it's this stringent, you know top-down way of doing things they look for ways to partner with farmers like he managed the he managed the uh, mentioned the poultry litter program they're looking for ways to help farmers like me get resources like chicken litter uh over to me at a at a at a cost benefit to me so not only do we partner in working with those plans that are mandatory we're looking for ways to quite frankly voluntarily do things and to help subsidize the cost of getting me program to farm in a different way.
0: So the word that I'm going to use here is collaboration that, you know, it's not mandate, but, but collaboration is working together. So to that end, Chip, when you meet with other farmers, when you meet with supermarket executives, everybody that you meet with, um, tell me what you tell them about the reason to collaborate uh, and endorse the Decade of
2: Ag. So one of the best stories that I tell, because everywhere I go and do have the opportunity to speak, everybody says, hey, what's it like to farm in Maryland? I mean, it's got to be crazy. And it's not. It's a, it's a very, quite frankly, it's a quite an ag friendly state. Um, but I use the partnerships that we use with the Maryland Department of Agriculture, with the farming community, and quite frankly, the environmental community around the Chesapeake Bay Uh Fifteen years ago, we couldn't even be in the same room to have a meeting together, and we weren't working together at all. We found ways to work together, and what we what we found was when we found that way to collaborate, that things worked smoothly, and we were actually trying to achieve the same goal. There isn't a farmer out here that's not trying to be better at what he does uh, than than we do. We want to be sustainable. We want to be environmentally friendly. We want to leave it in a better place than what we found it. And most environmental companies, environmentalists are trying to do the same thing. So we have found that collaboration and partnership works.
0: So the bottom line is having everybody around the same table, uh, leave your stuff at the door and let's figure
2: out how to fix this. Exactly.
1: Phil, if if, if I can add uh, one thing to that, We, we try to take it past the table when you talk about the collaboration. And when I say past the table, um, we, we set up as, as soon as I went in as secretary, I realized that some things had changed in the legislature uh, since I was there. And when I say that, I mean there were less farmers there. So there was less what I call practical everyday knowledge of what's going on on the farm by legislators. And so here they were looking at legislation that they really didn't know how it would impact the farmer. So we set up tours all across the state to visit working farms. It, Boeing was one of them where we, we went down and we visited there. And one of the things I heard after that when I was in to testify on in legislation in, in, in their committees was the effect that that had on them picking up the practical knowledge. And when we had these visits, we also brought other people were invited to go along with us. Uh, Chesapeake Bay Commission and 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 those folks so that they could see what was going on and it left a lasting impression on the job that our farmers are doing Um, and you know that's something that I'm proud of and I think that's something all Maryland farmers are proud of and I know Chip both Chips have talked about that time (laughs) and time again.
0: Well Mr. Secretary I think that you know, it it's common sense and brilliant at the same time because um, I don't care what the industry is. But very often, what we do is we have people uh, deciding things, talking about things, and and they don't have that hands-on experience. Um, there, there's no question about it that if you visit the farm, if you talk to the both chips, you know, if you if you you know touch. Touch the soil, if, if you see what's, what's there, you have a much better, clearer understanding of, of what you should be discussing and, and talking about. It's not just all up here theoretical, um, it's, it's down here on, on the ground. Um, so a question to both of you, and Mr. Secretary, why don't you go first? Um, what do we need to do today um, that over the next 10 years will affect agriculture?
1: Well, uh, what we're doing today, I mean, our our cover crops program here in Maryland uh, is recognized across the board, across the country, every place I I go. uh, It's probably the most effective way to take uh, excess nutrients out of the soil and provide a healthy soil. So um, we we need to continue to work with um, our partners across the board uh, to make sure that we still maintain uh, a vibrant cover crop pro- program for Maryland farmers to be able to access. And the other thing is to make uh, funds available um, through uh, th- through the department or through Marbitco, which is kind of uh, a financing arm for what I call our next generation of farmers, uh, the younger people. Who want to get into farming and, you know, to give them the knowledge and the expertise that that they can get in it and provide a future for agriculture, because it's not just a future for agriculture, it's a future for this state, it's a future for this country. Because, uh, you know, you you mentioned earlier, it's the number one industry in Maryland, but, you know, we can supply food for the world. That's basically uh, what it, you know, what it comes down to. And part of the reason we can supply that and Chip touched on it earlier is the way the nutrients are applied now. Um, you know, it used to be if you if you planted corn, uh, you know you, you applied the nutrients up front, and and now you have all timed applications on when they get it. So that that corn gets it when it needs it. It just did in a one-time thing. It gets it. It uses that up, and you and you have multiple applications.
0: So. So it's more of, of just in time. So Chip, um, over the next nine years or so, um, besides carving out that piece of property for me, what else are you going <laughs> to do by 2030?
1: Go get rid of the chickens.
0: And, well, no, no. I, if, if I remember correctly, the chickens are Chip's uncles,
1: right? Yeah,
2: you, Good memory. Good memory. Every farm has to have some chickens on it. So yeah, that's his, that's his project. Yeah. But but for the next nine years, you know, we we started this uh, decade of ag in 2019 at at my farm at the inaugural meeting, and the secretary mentioned one of the points is was investing in the next generation of agriculture, Uh, not just how we farm, but the people that farm, the next generation of people that come along. Uh, We want to do we want to restore our environment through agriculture that regenerates natural resources. We want to actually collectively restore the appreciation for agriculture. Farming here in Maryland, there are way more people that live in this state that don't farm than do. And quite frankly, the secretary has been a a very good proponent of promoting Maryland agriculture in a way that's quite frankly, we're more popular now as farmers in the state of Maryland than we've ever been. Um, So you know, we wanna make sure that we're doing the right thing, not just for me right now but for my children and the future generations that are gonna farm on this farm, you know, right here where where we're sitting today.
0: So Chip, what does sustainability mean to you and what has it meant for your farm, for your family from an economic standpoint? So,
2: you know, for me, you mentioned earlier that I'm the third generation on this farm where I'm doing this podcast this morning, but my family has been farming in Southern Maryland since the late 1700s. Um, sustainability, quite frankly, that's a big, right there. We've been here for a couple hundred years doing the same thing, basically within five miles of where I'm sitting now. Uh, I wanna make sure that I'm profitable in what I'm doing. And quite frankly, the secretary uh, is making sure through cost share for me to implement new practices here in the state of Maryland. That helped me stay sustainable. Uh, Again, my nutrient management plan is helping me keep my input costs down and only use what I need when I need it. And you know, I want to make sure that I'm doing what I can for the environment and for the farm that we're here on now to make sure that my kids and my future generations of grandchildren can farm here if they want to.
0: Well, Chip, Mr. Secretary, thank you so much for joining us on Farm Food Facts today.
2: Thank you, Phil. It's good seeing you, Chip. It's it's nice to see you, Mr. Secretary. And if I could, Phil, I didn't get a chance. But, you know, I'm proud to have our Secretary of Ag on this podcast with us. And I'm proud that they decided to sign on to the Decade of Ag for me as a Maryland farmer. Uh, And quite frankly, you know, personally, I've signed on myself. And uh, I am really, really happy that the Secretary saw the need and the want to do this.
1: And uh, I wanna thank you, sir, for that. And
2: everyone at Maryland Department of Agriculture that's made this a reality.
1: Thank you, Chip. We wanna be the first state in the nation to join on.
0: Gentlemen, thanks again for joining us today on Farm Food Facts. To our audience, be sure to check out the next episode where we continue this discussion with California Secretary of Ag, Karen Ross, and Don Cameron, President of the California State Board of Food and Ag. Thanks for joining us today on Farm Food Facts. For more on all things food and agriculture, please visit us at usfarmersandranchers.org. Also, be sure to look out for us on Facebook at U.S. Farmers and Ranchers and on Twitter at USFRA. Until next time.